Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? My name is Giancarlo Hammond, and welcome to Whimsic Park. Hi. I'm Amanda Facosta, and I work here at Whimsic Park. My name is Nicholas Palazzo, businessman, entrepreneur, mater of dinosaurs. Purchase a ticket to my park, look at the dinos, and leave. Come back tomorrow. This is a re-record, and I still don't like that. I know that I, I still feel dirty saying it, but you it know, is. for the integrity, I got to keep it. I'm really nice in real life. I promise. It's just my sure. dino persona. <laughs> your, your dino persona. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and this week we are talking about uh, the wonderful game from Washbear Studios, Parkosaurus, the dinosaur park building game. Special thank you to our friends at Washbear who gave us review codes for this episode. Uh, so thanks to them. Although, be advised, all opinions contained herein are our own. They have not been given any sort of uh, copy in advance. Uh, if they listen to the episode, they will be listening to it right alongside all of you. But, presiding over the case of Parkosaurus is a rich investor, Hubert Tricetops. Yes, I've seen the way you've taken care of this park, and I'm looking to purchase it myself, because I don't believe it's up to snuff. Uh, what's up, dude? Uh, my name's uh, Theodore, but you can call me Thethi. Uh, I'm a Thesclosaurus. Um, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Uh, happy to be here. I'm the dinosaur. <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm just a dino trying to live a dino life. So wait, I'm saying, dude. So, so they just they just allow dinosaurs on podcasts now. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Dude, are you dino shaming me? No, no. I hey, hey, hey. Wait, no, no. Stop this bit right now. Let me come up front and say <laughs> <laughs> nobody loves dinosaurs on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> all right nobody on this planet loves dinosaurs more than Giancarlo no middle name Herrera I just want to throw that out there right now so don't you dare insult me with it's okay dude dental lives matter too all right I agree with that yes anyway okay yes thank you so thank you (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about Parkinson's so Parkosaurus. Parkosaurus. Hubert, take us away. Well, let's begin for, let's start with the story or lack thereof. I'm I'm guessing you're supposed to make your own. Are there any scenarios? Explain. Oh, baby, are there scenarios in this game? Yeah, there are scenarios in this game. Yeah. All right. Listen, first thing you see, first thing you see, Dinosaurs crash onto planet Earth in a rocket ship. Bet you didn't know that little piece of history, you know? We know the dinosaurs are there. We don't know how they got there. Turns out they came here in a rocket ship. Guess what? Bro, I didn't in one come of the maps, from no rocket ship. Oh, okay. Well, in the game, they come from a rocket ship. I'm just saying, this game, dude, this game is already historically inaccurate. I'm just like everybody else. Come from two dino parents. I put my dino pants on, one dino leg at a time. 
All right. Well, in in the fiction of this game, dinosaurs come uh, in a rocket ship. And turns out in one of the maps, you actually see the rocket ship uh, crash landed. But, uh, I mean, that's really it as far as, like, straight up story that you get. But there are characters. There's Ollie and Pax. Like, there's, there's a number of different dinosaurs that give you different missions. And they all kind of have their own little personalities. There's a T-Rex in a lab coat. It's adorable. And, and then there are scenarios. I just want to point out, though, that as a dinosaur, we do not fuck with space. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. So, the dinosaurs, did they pilot the rocket ship? I, I do like that. They, I do like that they had the, 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 the Dr. Dino stone. That was, that was good, dude. Dr. Dino was good. They're smart enough to be doctors, and you're imprisoning them in pens? No, in wait a minute. No, 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 no. That's a good point, dude. That's listen, not how, no. Listen, no. the most effective way to play this game is to keep the dinos as happy as possible. So. I, I like that. Yeah. Th- this is not about imprisoning. This is not about making the guests happy. Screw the guests. The dinos are happy. The guests are happy. Unless you're a monster like Nicholas Palazzo. But generally speaking, this game has so many systems to try and keep your dinos happy in different ways. And I found that when my dinos are happy, I make lots of money. I got no complaints. It's a great time. But to answer your question about the scenarios, uh, um, can we just talk about, there are two different game modes in it. And so one of them in particular is what I want to talk about because there are scenarios um, where you show up at different parks. It's kind of similar to Jurassic World Evolution where like each park had its own gimmick, like each island had its challenge. But in this case, it's a bunch of different scenarios. It's different parks and different states with different uh, dinosaurs and stuff like that. And it's meant to actually tutorialize a lot of the different mechanics in the game. So, uh, And the scenarios are often very charming. And I like the little dialogue that uh, the dinosaur NPCs have. Then I guess let's get into why exactly what makes this game any different from another tycoon game other than the dinosaurs and that you can walk amongst them. Listen. The dinosaurs are at the heart of this game. Obviously. I know, but everything that makes this game special has to do with the dinosaurs, but it's not just that they're dinosaurs. It's the way they implement the dinos, dude. Like, this game, uh, I've been streaming it, uh, twitch.tv slash whimsicproductions, go check it out, but I've been streaming it. And the thing that makes this game so special, I think, is that the game is super duper cute. It's super cute. It looks like like the dinosaurs are all made out of little arts and crafts supplies. Which fun fact? The, we are pretty cute. They are pretty cute. They're pretty freaking cute. Uh, fun fact: the prototype for this game was actually made by one of the developers' wives using construction paper. And I feel like that that aspect permeates into the cuteness of the game and in the menus and and the design and everything. But what makes this game special is. That unique approach to visual style, especially since it is dinosaurs, because normally you want to create like the big, scary, like, you know, realistic dinosaurs. But this one's like, no, it's dinosaurs, but they're also freaking cute. And the game is surprisingly deep. There are so many systems in this game. And it's not like overwhelming, unplayable, but like if you really want to get granular and you want to optimize stuff or you really want to delve into something like I am astounded at how deep it is and like I'm you know maybe I'm like a dozen hours into the game at this point and I'm still discovering stuff that I didn't even know was there like um Amanda Palazzo like do you guys agree with this I can agree with that I I mean I don't think I've played as much as you have but there's definitely a lot to uncover here I think although the mechanics are pretty simple um like there's still a lot to it and it's been a very enjoyable experience so far I know the game itself is also like 
it's very rewarding. It's very, very, very rewarding. Yeah, yeah and it's very user friendly to like everyone i would say because it's not just the free play make a park mode you also have the i'm gonna call it a story mode but it's not really that but the other mode that's not free play mode you you do like little missions to beat levels and you you work under certain requirements that you got to do to beat that level and all through like throughout that whole story mode you're learning the different mechanics of the game, what like specifics that you need to use and all the menus. And it's very, it eases you into how the game works. And I think that is awesome. This is probably my favorite park builder that I've personally played, but I haven't played many, but I love it. I don't know if you agree with me, but I just think it's super fucking creative. Yeah, definitely. Like, everything about the the game is creative. And so like the different missions and scenarios, like there's there's cool little stuff about it. And so the the design itself is clever, but also you have so many options. Like I remember I was talking to Amanda one night when she was playing and I was like, wait, wait, show me your screen because I just wanted to see how she was approaching one of the scenarios. And we had like very, very different parks. Uh, and there's a lot of ways because in each scenario, like nothing is closed off to you. They set you up so that you're kind of meant to go down a certain path. But with the exception of the fact that you have to check off the like the goals that it gives you in order to complete the level, everything in the game is available to you all the time. Yeah. But what, what makes that different from an animal tycoon or a, some yeah other animal or even a roller coaster tycoon, although you don't take care of roller coasters, obviously? What is to be different? What is different here? Or like the Sims, dude. Or the Sims. These are dinosaurs. <laughs> it's yes, but that's even they... been done. That's even been done with a Jurassic Park game. That yeah, is but... very a tycoon game. Yeah, but that and this. I think the options that they have um, make it a little bit different. There's there seems to be a lot more options here, but not in an overwhelming sort of way because they have a very very good tutorial in the game that teaches you pretty much everything you need to know but it almost turns into a a papa's burgeria in a way of all the different things that you're juggling and making sure that you have to do and certain things that the dinosaurs do kind of uh makes the guests react in a certain way and you have to do like a balancing act of all these things but it never once felt overwhelming to me like it I don't know. It, it was just a fun thing to do. It wasn't just a mindless roller coaster tycoon where you're just building something, guests come, have fun, get more money, build another thing. Like, there was more to it than that, I felt like. Can you elaborate on what more to it? I think it was just really entertaining as well to see how mm. the dinosaurs interact with the people. And especially because, like, we all have this idea of, like, with Jurassic Park, and it's like, yeah, the why would anyone build a dinosaur park? Like, it's going to go wrong immediately. And they, I think they even addressed that like at the beginning. They're like, it sounds like a bad idea, but actually it's not. And so when you're doing it, you realize every dinosaur is like, obviously every dinosaur is different, but they all have, you know, they belong to different environments and they all have their own personalities and they all react differently to the guests in the park. And it makes it very interesting. It's always different. There's so many levels of enjoyment to this game. So there's the comedy aspect, like... Um, I think the world map, uh, and I, I could be wrong on this, but the world map was a later addition. They were they really uh, initially developed the customized mode, if I'm not mistaken. And then the world map was made to be kind of the tutorial, but fun um, with all the different missions. But I really love the world map because uh, the characters often make a lot of tongue-in-cheek references to like lots of different dino things like the asteroid, Jurassic Park, stuff like that. So one, it makes you laugh consistently throughout. 
Uh, two, the game itself, the actual gameplay and the stuff you're doing makes you laugh. Like, one of the ways to get your dino appeal up is to put hats on them. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that was the best so part cute. of The Last of Us Part Two, putting the hats on dinosaurs. And you get to do it the whole freaking game in this. You just put the hats on them. Like, you have a little freaking an ankylosaur running around with a fez. Or, like, or an albertosaurus with a fedora. You could name it Milady or whatever you want. Like... That's so true. In The Last of Us 2, that museum part, I'm like, I just want this to be the whole game. And that's what this game is. Like, but wish it, granted. It, yeah. It's perfect. And it's more than that, too, because there's, there again, it has to do with how deep it is because it's very simple and it's cute and it's fun to look at. So if you want to be surface level, you can and you just fast forward through it. But, like, you know, when you want to uh, d- unlock a new dinosaur, you send teams out on archaeological digs and there's a little uncovering minigame, which you can set it to do it automatically if it's not your jam. But, like, I always have fun doing it. It's a fun little, I mean, it's nothing, like, special, but it's fun. Like, it's addicting. And so you do that, and that's enjoyable. And then, for the dino nerds like me, like, literally, it has the dinosaurs broken up by the era and by the family, and so you have to set it to search, you know, if, I don't know, if, if you're trying to make a, a, a velociraptor, like, you have to search in the right family of dinosaur for fossils in order to unlock it. You know, like, Triceratops and and, uh, and Stegosauruses, you have to go search for Ceratopsia fossils. Uh, and then when you're looking for other, they're, you know, it is just so deep and, and there's so much for everyone. So like if you're not a huge dino nerd, it's cute. But if you are a huge dino nerd, it's cute and it's deep. Um, and different dinosaurs react to like different biomes and different environments. Exactly, so yeah. if you you need to make like a different enclosure, if you have a dinosaur that prefers like swampy areas versus like a mountainous region. Right. And then obviously you have your herbivores that you give plant food to and you got your carnivores that you give meat to. And everything has like a pretty neat branching path of what you have to do to accomplish something. So like if a guest wants um, an ice cream cone to make them happy, then okay you got to build an ice cream cart but you don't have that unlocked you have to uh research it with scientific points but wait i don't have a scientist so i gotta hire a scientist for them to research it to get the ice cream cone to build that and give it to the guests so it's a very nice linear path there of how to unlock that thing and it feels like you're accomplishing a lot at the same time and that feeling just made me feel good while i was playing the game i really enjoy that stuff it's not like in a game like jurassic world evolution which i played and i enjoyed um, but, like, sometimes for certain things, you're just kind of fast-forwarding time and waiting. Here, there's always something that you can be doing on some aspect, whether it's dinosaur stuff, whether it's uh, making sure that your biodiversity is good, whether it's unlocking new toys, doing stuff for the guests. There's a lot of different things that you can juggle so that you're always engaged and the rewards come fast enough that it never feels like a grind because you're always being rewarded for something, whether it's, ooh, I finally got uh, uh, the four skulls I need to uh, to create a new, uh, a new seismosaur egg and hatch that, or whether it's, oh, I finally have enough money to get that $5,000 burger stand and that's gonna make the guests happier and, and that's cool. Or, you know, what, what, there's, what have you, there's so many different things that you could do. And sometimes, you know, cool unlocks, like, you know, you want something, if you want a cool cosmetic, uh, like, hiding place for the dinosaurs to add into the exhibit, it's hidden behind, like, other upgrades that you have to unlock. So, you know, but each upgrade also gives you new stuff, so it's never wasted, but, like, if you're working towards a goal, on the way there, every little step you take, it's like, oh, cool, I unlock this, I unlock that, I unlock this. And so it's really rewarding. And then the actual, uh, as far as the world map, like, the missions... That's really rewarding as well because there are specific goals, so you always feel really focused. Um, 
and they're not drastically long scenarios. Like, you know, at most, I think the longest I spent is maybe like an hour and a half, two hours on a scenario. And so you're always accomplishing these goals and you're learning and you're unlocking new things. And it's this continual discovery that makes this really addictive gameplay loop. And it never feels like a grind either. Like I, I, you're constantly doing things that are always rewarding you. And I feel like I was playing a certain level for like 10 minutes and I look up at the clock and it's been two hours. I'm like, whoa, Literally. time went by super fast. But like I was enjoying everything I was doing. So it never felt like that. I agree. You know? Literally for when we were making our 24 hour impressions of the game, I was playing the game nonstop. John texted me. He's like, hey, you want to send me that impression? And I was like, dude, I'll get to it. Don't worry about it. And then I look at the time and it's midnight and I'm like, oh, snap. Like I was supposed to turn this in like, I don't know, several hours ago. So it's just it's just mindless fun. It's just good. Hey, everyone. It's just me with another super quick message. First of all, we want to give another big thank you to all of our founding parents for supporting the show. This includes Adriana Larcón, Juan Sorrilla, Will Williams, Ann Baird, Giovanni Sorrilla, Andrea Jimenez-Neste, Claudia Acosta, Marshy A., Jerry Benetados, Katrina Scott, Carolina Riverol, Alejandro Larcón, Alexia Wilde, Giovanni Neste, Daniel Utset, and Zenobia Ash. Thank you all so much for your support of the show. If you're wondering how you can support the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where our members get access to exclusive content like our 24-hour impressions of new releases. And by listener requests, we've set up a Ko-fi, where you can make a one-time small donation for the price of a cup of coffee to help support the show. We understand that times are tight, and if you can't support us like that, please just consider writing a review for the show in the podcast app of your choice and sharing with your friends. And if you're enjoying Should I Buy It, though, please consider checking out our other show, Dungeons & Drimbus, If you like this show, we really think you'll like that show too. And that show just released a very special one-episode run of a Fall Guys-themed Dungeons & Dragons campaign. So go check out Dungeons & Drimbus. Lastly, for any of you who may have been enjoying our live streams, we are now streaming on Twitch. So go check out twitch.tv slash whimsicproductions and give us a follow. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll let you get back to the episode. All right, my dino dudes, I'm hearing some cool dino facts from all of you guys, but what about some of the negative aspects? Like, what don't you like about the game? Like, dude, like, dinosaurs are a diverse people and cultural system. Is there enough for, like, all of my dino dudes all in one park? If I, here's the thing, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with everyone in my experience so far, and I've not fully completed the world map yet, but I'm pretty close. I'm over halfway through the world map, and I've played uh, the customized mode as well. Um, I don't have any glaring things I don't like about the game. I have little nitpicks where I might maybe prefer certain things. Um, for the two that come to mind uh, that I can think of right now are... I would like for... When you're doing the the world map missions, your research trees get reset for every mission. And so it would be nice if they carried over, but I understand why they do it because... Since the tutorials are meant to be specific things, it's like you have to go down certain trees. And a lot of times in a mission, it will have certain things pre-unlocked for you. So really, I don't think I can fault them for that. And they have a special like currency when you complete the missions that are these little rocket ships that give you perks to help speed things along in your subsequent missions as well. So while it was a a nitpick at the beginning when I thought that that was going to be all of the game, uh, I, I really don't think it's a problem. Uh, There are certain areas where 
I would not call this game janky by any stretch of the imagination, but I've struggled a little bit with certain just like mechanics, like interfacing with it. Like sometimes I have trouble deleting certain things because the hitboxes kind of get confused. Uh, but again, there's little things that kind of, you need to pay closer attention and see how many options you have. Like you have an option to select to delete just fences. And then, you know, anything that's not a fence in that area will not be in the way. So stuff like that, but maybe finding a way to make that jump out to you just a smidge more. I like, again, just stupid things of my own. I had trouble picking up scientists to put them into. That uh, was really pens. funny. Yeah, because I just, yeah. I thought it was like a click and hold, but it was just a click and then click again. And so I was having the biggest trouble with it. But turns out that was just my own like user error. But I don't, I don't know, maybe like having during the tutorial section going over some of that stuff a little more in depth without being annoying, it's it's a fine line to ride. But again, these are nitpicks, like straight up, I don't have any actual issues with the game. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm the same way. All my stuff is pure nitpicks. Um, I wish the dinosaurs and the guests would react a little faster to some of the changes I made. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a huge thing, but I... I don't know if they needed more food and I would buy like 20 uh, vegetables like their little bar that indicated they were getting happier. It wouldn't move for like a little bit and then I would go back to it after and then it did change. I, I wish I saw that reaction a little bit quicker. And um, I know we joke around about me not giving some of the dinosaurs a big enough enclosure, <laughs> but like in there was one mission I played where I had a brontosaurus and literally my enclosure was three quarters of the map that they gave me. And it still said like this area is not big enough for him. And I didn't know if that was because the area wasn't big enough or it was cluttered with like too many things that I put in there or too many dinosaurs. And I wish it gave me like a clear indication as to like what I was doing wrong there. Do you, do you know, John? Did you have any other dinosaurs in the enclosure? I did. That's, that's why. the problem. Each dinosaur, each dinosaur has a minimum space requirement that stacks. Like you add them up, and then your enclosure has to equal uh, the added total or more. Oh, that makes sense. That was my bad. Then maybe I just didn't read that somewhere. It's fair. That's what I mean. Like just like you, my nitpicks were like my own stupid like user error. But I guess yeah. it would be nice if there was, like. I, I say more tutorialization, but at the same time, I feel like then it would get too tedious. And I think the tutorial is a really smooth way to get you playing and having fun, you know? Right. Yeah. But no, that that's pretty much it for me. Otherwise, I had a great time. The thing that you mentioned, like clipping through spaces, they have a really funny FPS mode in the game <laughs> where you play as like one of the park rangers and with their tranquilizer guns. Um, and it would like it's not a big deal because this is not the game but it would clip through spaces sometimes and i'm like oh i kind of want to play with this some more but it's a little janky but you know that that's not a deal breaker at all the fact that you dino dudes really enjoyed your dino time really makes my heart go <laughs> but in the meantime dude like what about replayability dude like once your park is finished dude what makes you want to go back dude like what is there left to do? Why should they go back into the game, dude? It really doesn't end because like John had pointed out in the beginning, like it's, it is a very rewarding system where you keep unlocking new perks in a way. So although you might be done with the quote unquote mission of that specific location, you can still keep going and keep growing this park and finding new dinosaurs and, and earn as much money as you can to have like a crazy park or yeah, dude, but at can... some point, that park's going to stop growing. 
And then, but then you what, have the next mission. What do you do after that point? You have the next mission. Or... But if your missions are done, dude. You have free play mode. Well, you, you have about 10 different missions where the game ends honestly pretty soon. It was something uh, uh, that I noted was that none of the missions really outstay their welcome, at least of the ones I've played so far. They mm. always end, and I'm I'm really excited about doing something that's coming up, and then it ends because I achieved the goals, and I was like, oh, man. And the thing is, you can continue playing, but I guess for the sake of the stream and whatever, I was like, let's move on. Uh, but I would actually love to go back and finish some of the parks I was making. And then in the free play mode, your map is huge. And so you can really get super creative both in, like, decorations and, like, I haven't unlocked half of the stuff. Like, you could build bridges so that guests can walk out, like, over the enclosures and stuff like that. And you have so much space for all these dinosaurs because, again, the thing about this game is that it is surprisingly deep. And, like, just the sheer amount of dinosaurs that's in there, I mean, you know, it's it's not all the dinosaurs by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, it's it's so deceptively cute that it's so much more than I expected. And... Because of all the requirements, like, it would take you a while to get, like, at least one of every type of dinosaur, let alone making them all happy, let alone getting a five-star rating, you know, all of these different things that you can do. So, I'd be surprised if someone, like, who really enjoyed the game and, and like, played it was like, damn, I did everything I had to do. Like, that's got to be a feat you know yeah and in the main missions you could earn rocket ships yeah um there's like four rocket ships for each one you could collect the first three that you get are for completing the missions within a level and the fourth one has a time limit on it which is uh complete all these tasks in like four days and if you don't do that uh your first time around you could always go back to it once you get the upgrades that you get from the rocket ships and go play the level again to earn that fourth rocket ship so there's a ton of re- play value in this game hell yeah yeah i would like to ask what is the most fun thing about this game gameplay wise what is the hook here i know that for some like yeah it's dinosaurs so that might be your hook there gameplay wise what is the most fun aspect of the game that makes you want to come back what's unique dude for me it's simple it's make it's getting the dinosaurs fully happy and making them perfect it is because there's so many factors that go into it that the little loop of fixing the terrain and fixing the food and the toys and all of that, uh, it's really rewarding. So that is your hook to make the dinosaurs perfect and, and happy. Yes. I think it's two big things. One, it's the sense of accomplishment that the game gives you, especially during a time where things are like depressing IRL. <laughs> like those little minutia, like, okay, I hired someone that's going to clean my park and I'm going to get money now because the guests are going to see that everything's clean and that makes them happy. Like that visual of like my guests are happy makes made me feel good playing the game. And the other thing too is if you're not too serious about building an elaborate park, you really could just dick around and set like a carnotaurus on everyone and see him run around you know like it's a goofy game too and you really have the freedom to do whatever you want which is awesome yeah that's going off of that there's literally one mission that i it's called breakout and as soon as you enter the mission dinosaurs have broken out of their cages and you have to run around tranking like tranquilizing these dinosaurs (laughs) And hope they either, one, like, don't attack your guests or just don't ruin the park entirely, which they totally will. And it's yeah. actually, and like, it's really funny. When you, the when park you is open when you start. The park is open when you start. Yeah. So guests are already on their way in. I'm like, why are you? Go home. The dinosaurs are here. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's 
so funny. And for cases like that, you know, that just means like, okay, clearly your enclosures, like the fences you use, like it gets really specific. You need to use different types of fences that are either both private and strong enough to hold in the dinosaurs, but also like private enough where they're not, you know, uncomfortable because a lot of the time, yeah, dinosaurs have feelings and they're uncomfortable when their pens aren't very private. Fun fact. So now I'm curious, how does one go about tranquilizing a dinosaur in this game? <laughs> Is it just a click of the button or you are actually no. pulling the trigger and doing it yourself? It's technically, Both. Technically, <laughs> two different ways. You can either click on said dinosaur and then you click on the tranquilizer option and then your security person who you hired will go find the dinosaur, chase after them and trank them. And then they get put into this little cage that you keep with you until you are ready to put them back in the exhibit. Or you do what Palazzo clearly enjoyed oh so much and you go into first person shooter and play some Call of Duty. You play some quote unquote Call of Duty (laughs) and you do it yourself. (laughs) Are there any other interactions like that where you are? A, a character in the world, not just God uh, clicking away. Mm, I believe not, actually. That could be something that they can definitely play with, I would say. A not that I've found yet, but it would be fun, like uh, vets, because mm. your dinosaurs can get sick and there are different treatments you have to do. Uh, and so you can give general medicine if you catch it fast enough, but there's specific medicines based on like what the illness is and what the dinosaur is. Um, and so one of the, the main ways that you find out what illness they have is looking at the color of their poop. Uh, but, like, it happened to me once where, like, I was playing on full fast forward because I was basically out of money for the day. So I was uh, I was just trying to, like, get through to the next day. Um, and so it said, oh, they found odd color poop. And then by the time I went to go check on it, because the time was so fast, the poop was gone. Uh, and I was like, it might be fun to maybe play as the vet and, like, restock the food and, and check the poop color or whatever. Like, stuff like that. Um, but I'm not, like itching for it either but it could be a fun little option that'd be really cute actually yeah yeah did anyone else have fecal problems and checking the color yeah mine had diseases a lot especially in the first mission where i didn't quite know the whole make your dinos happy system so they got sick quite a bit and their poop would turn into strange colors so i just kind of streamlined the main missions let the poop be blue if they were blue oh my god Get my money and get the hell out of there. Get the hell out of Dodge. Those dinos still have funky color poop. I don't know their fate, what happened to them. I'm in South America right now, and I'm not looking back. Palazzo! are an abysmal monster of the deep. (laughs) Not cool, dude. But, you know, they lived. He said, I'm out of Dodge. I can't believe that. So, big question. What color poops are there in this oh game? What All right, guys. Um, I think we've had enough <laughs> poop talk. <laughs> you can also... They fling their poop, and it's kind of really no. funny. Oh, that is cool. I was going to ask I was going to ask how it runs. Yeah, I'm curious, actually, how Palazzo specifically, how his ran, because we were wondering with the power Yeah, we were computer. wondering if my computer specifically could run it, because I don't really have... A gaming laptop or, or gaming computer of any kind. It's just kind of a basic bitch laptop. Um, but it ran perfectly. Like, no hitches, no frame rate issues, nothing. Like, the only problems were, like, the technical issues with the game itself of my character clipping through stuff. But that was not a problem with my laptop or how the game was running. Like, everything was beautiful, looked good, felt good. Perfect. Hell yeah. Nice. A out of 10. Uh, amazing. 
that was going to be my last question. So yes, if we are going there, Thithi. I have like one thing I might want to touch on. Then we'll do it. Um, Go for it, Dino. Amazing. Now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like a majority of the games we have played on the show and have reviewed or just like in general are very action-y and based on adventure and stuff like that. And I'm very much the person who I love games like The Sims. I love build your own whatevers. So this game was really fun for someone who isn't necessarily a dinosaur enthusiast, but just enjoys building worlds and stuff like that. But also, I remember I was talking to my sister about this because she asked me also to mention it and I agreed with her. It is very therapeutic just playing the game and building these worlds. It like it's so soothing. It's very relaxing. It's not you're never really stressed out. You have the urge to like you're like I want to get through this mission and I, I you have an urgency to it, but it's never it's never frustrating. I literally don't want to put the game down. It's such a pleasant and soothing experience. And for me, who is someone who definitely has like issues with anxiety sometimes and just other mental health and stuff like that, I know that this game, whether it intended to or not, definitely helps. And I know you guys out there are bored with your Animal Crossing. It's been many months. Drop that game. Pick this one up. You'll love it. I enjoyed my Animal Crossing, but I'm in Animal Crossing retirement. I only fish and buy turnips. That's it. <laughs> when you say that, dude, it makes it sound like this game is only meant for a certain type of dino dude or dino dudette. Is it for everybody or just for specific dudes? I would say it's for anyone, really. I, I would have to yeah. agree with that because you have the um, the relaxing aspect of it. If you're a dino fanatic, you have lots of that. But then also, even if you're not necessarily a dino fanatic, but you're also not a casual or whatever, and you don't want like an easy peasy, like a uh, stress ball game, even though this game is therapeutic, there's still like intellectual challenge to it. Yeah. And I, I enjoy that. Like every mission, when I start it, I pause and I'm like, okay, what are the goals I see? Because you also don't get to see goals ahead of time. It's, it's usually broken up into like three sections. And so you don't know what's coming. But I look at, okay, what are these goals? What park is before me? what's available to me and like i really plan it like it's like playing sudoku almost uh but like with dinosaurs uh and i really enjoy that like i i enjoy having that sort of that stimulation uh mentally but also still yeah being super relaxing and and just charming i was gonna say you could put certain constraints on yourself too like trying to beat a certain level in the two days in game time so like if you want a challenging experience you could totally do that like i think it's for a wide variety of people whether you want to relax or Try to give yourself a challenge, like it. Yeah, anyone can play it totally. Yeah, also for all age groups. Yep, for sure. So after a long day of playing Call of Dino Warsaur or Fort Dino, <laughs> I can kick back and play some Parkosaurus. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Then we vote. <laughs> we shall. If there is nothing left in the case of Parkosaurus, how do we vote? This game is freaking excellent. Uh, like, I, I love video games. I love playing them. Obviously, we do the show. Look at the last, like, five or six episodes or something like that that we've published. I voted down a lot of the games. And even, like, the game that I've been most enthusiastic uh, of in recent episodes, like Undertale, I didn't enjoy my first experience with it. I love this game from the moment I opened it, and I still love it just as much, if not more. 
Uh, I know we've been streaming it. I've had to like duct tape my arms to my side at night while I sleep so that I don't open my laptop and start playing Parkosaurus. It is addicting and fun and charming and stimulating. And I really cannot say enough good things about it. I recognize that I come in with a bias as a dino lover and I have been following this game in development for like a year or so. I've been interested in it. But honestly, and I said this to Amanda, I was worried uh, that it was actually gonna not live up to my expectations at all. Especially being a sim, which is not necessarily my favorite genre. It's easy to get kind of bored there. Uh, I thought that it was gonna let me down. And boy, it met my expectations and surpassed them. Uh, Absolutely, you should buy it though, without question. Then let's go over to your help, the uh, worker here, the janitor. What do they think of your park? Are you referring to me? You said you work here, yes? Yes, I said I work here. But also, if I were a janitor, why do you sound so condescending about it? Whatever. I'm wondering if uh, you are fit to run this park, or if I should take it off your hands. For a prize, I of course. I don't even know if I would actually sell it to you. And that being said, uh, it's a you definitely should buy it, though, because I'm having such a good time that I don't think I would sell my copy away to you, sir. I wouldn't sell any of my parks to you. I'm having too much fun. But actually, in all honesty, like, no, this game is actually really sweet. It's it's just, it's addicting. It's cute as hell. I, I'm actually having a really good time, like I said, with the whole soothing aspect. If you want to play for that, definitely play for that. And it's, overall, it is very, it is a simple game. It's easy to grasp. And it's also very entertaining. So I, those are all wins in my book my friends so i'm gonna pass it on over to mr uh what do you call yourself Dictator. the entrepreneur sure quote unquote <laughs> entrepreneur down here all right the the dino abuser oh, i made a lot of money so the way that you are running the park is questionable For real? i love the dinos it's a joke guys i swear i'm not a horrible person um <laughs> yeah so yeah i i cannot believe that i love this game as much as i did because i'll be honest if you don't know this about me i sort of <laughs> i hate creative freeform games like this i don't like minecraft i don't like the sims i don't like animal crossing i i hate all those games i just i i don't see a point to them but for whatever reason this game like it hooked me um i found myself putting down the fall guys coming to this one Whoa. um and yeah like honestly i think it's worth your time and your money therefore you should buy this game it is very 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 good hell yeah that's right would you like to take it away fifi all right dino dudes and dudettes in the case of parkasaurus we got three out of three dino Dudes, yes, I don't know, dude. <laughs> but you should totally go and buy this game, dude. Three dino disciples out of three. It looks like the way you are taking care of the park is passable. So I will let you continue to run, and I will not buy it off your hands. Well done. You seem to know what you're doing with the dinosaurs. Hell yeah, Yay. dude. And uh, thank you. Thank you again, uh, Wash Bear Studios, for the review codes. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank Seriously, you. Seriously, you made some people very, very happy. You guys are real dino pals. They are dino pals. And make sure to check in the description for their Steam page. It'll all be linked in there. 
You you so, heard it here. It's a should buy. Unanimous. Go buy it. The link is there. Go, go, go. go. And go follow yeah. Whimsic on Twitch, dude. Follow Whimsic on Twitch after you buy Parkosaurus. That's how. Maybe hey hey is. maybe they want to check out the stream before they buy it. That's totally fair. Go check out John Carlo. You know, live his Dino dreams, and then buy the game. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, baby. Do it at the same time. Yeah, man. Buy As it it's downloading. As it's downloading, go watch the stream. Genius. Genius. <laughs> this may be the game I've enjoyed the most this year. Wow. I was going to say, Parkasaurus, game of the year, baby. Game of the year, baby. Hang on, guys. <laughs> Fall Guys is really good. No, <laughs> shut up with your Fall Guys, dude. There's a dinosaur outfit in Fall Guys. Dun, 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 I have dun, it. Dun, it's still not as good as Parkasaurus. I agree. <laughs> but then again, Fall Guys just isn't my game. Right. Wash Bear, add like a Fall Guy dino into your game. And oh my then God. I'll we'll endorse do Fall it completely. Guys in a few weeks. We'll get there. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been Should I Buy It Though. We'll talk at you next week. Bye. Later, dudes. Goodbye. That was really good. Do 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 do